You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. We are back on the Oz Network. Believe it or not, for a Survivor recap, has it been that long since we've recapped a full episode of Survivor? Yes, it has. It's been at least two weeks, which is news to two out of the four people on the podcast this week. And uh, due to some scheduling issues, which I know is <laughs> the common issue we have, and due to Ben being away, uh, we can't bring you a Survivor contestant this week, so we're bringing you better. We are bringing you a reunion of about a few dozen episodes of the Oz Topsy that you may have listened to on our old show, or the Amazing Race Oz that you may have listened to on our old show. Uh, this is an Oz-lit reunion uh, episode that we have here. Uh, I am Colin, and I'm joined by three former Ozlets and a few co-hosts and one special guest who technically has never appeared on the Oz Network yet. But let's just start off with... Uh, the man who was able to pull himself away from his snack time to discuss two episodes of Survivor. Rossi, thank you for coming. Good to be here. You have to have snacks to watch Survivor, so you have to podcast with snacks too. Yeah, well, snacks for everything is what Jamie tells me, and I'm pretty sure she's eating snacks right now. She plays Final Fantasy X2, uh, <laughs> as she calls it, the chick version of Final Fantasy uh, also joining us for the first or maybe second time since we still have an unreleased Amazing Race Season 29 episode out there. Uh, Kristen Kennard, you're on the Oz Network. How did this happen? Um, Rossi didn't tell me anything. I don't know how I ended up here. <laughs> you're also logged in right now to three separate Skype. So when we ask you a question and you answer three times, uh, I don't have the patience to edit that out. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the opinions we've been missing. It's a wonder why she hasn't been on the show for who knows how long. And how did this happen? Noah Groves, you're on an episode that does not have to do with Lost, on an episode that is not with Ben. So thank you for gracing us with your presence and your excellent exit interview this week with uh, the Voted Out contestant. Yeah, fresh off the hills uh, with Jessica herself. Um, but yeah, I... I vowed to never be on a uh, Survivor <laughs> recap episode again, but uh, I wasn't even supposed to be here. But when Ben told me uh, that not only Colin would be there, but not only Rossi would be there, but that Kristen would be there as well, I just knew I had to be there. Like This is like a reunion of old times, and I'm sure it's going to be just as disastrous as old times <laughs> as well. <laughs> I, I had to be here to join my old friends who probably hate my guts. So thanks for having me. We mostly just hate Ben's guts, but it's okay because he's not here to defend himself. Yeah, it's refreshing not to hear his stupid voice for one. Every listener out there, you're welcome. Uh, The listener questions we got this week about when is Ben going to be gone for a while? When can we have some decent people on here? (laughs) We have delivered. (laughs) Yeah, the Ben Free Week. Yeah, that's what we're calling this, Ben Free Week. Um, (laughs) We do have two episodes to discuss here, and uh, not all of us are going to remember everything that happened seven days ago, and I may be one of them, but... Let's start out, I guess, with the first episode, which was episode six. Uh, we'll just cover a few of the big moments throughout and some of the big players. We're not going to cover every single player left in the game here. But episode six, this is why you play Survivor. Uh, this was the alley vote out, which was a little bit sad. Uh, but um, l- let's just start off talking about, I think, the big character from this episode, which I don't know why he's a big character, but... <laughs> Oh, please, Cole. <laughs> I can't wait to hear a opinions. Oh, not JP? No, not JP. Uh, <laughs> JP's uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel with somebody else that I'm sure only Rossi will bring up. But uh, 
Cole, let's talk a little bit about Cole. You can cover both episodes if you want, but I guess the main thing we saw in the first episode was Cole. The only story arc this guy has is his uh, uncontrollable hunger that he has. So we already had (laughs) him eating like a pig, uh, and now we have him just eating everything and complaining about not eating. And I don't know. I, I personally think that there's something to him saying, you know, I... Uh, I'm going to be more hungry. I don't agree with his, I need more food. Like we always get that. But uh, when he passed out this week, that's the main thing I want to get some opinions on. So not this week, last week. Uh, Cole and his hunger and his passing out. uh, I haven't read any opinions online of this, partly because it took me a few days to watch this episode. But uh, Noah, why don't you start us off uh, gracing us on a Survivor episode here? We'll give you the pleasure. Tell us what you're feeling about Cole at this point in the season and whether or not you believe the passing out was a real thing. <laughs> is that is that like a theory? <laughs> like, it's my theory. That's why like I'm interested to hear about Conspiracy theory. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Cole. Uh, I don't think we needed to have Taylor back on Survivor, but... Um, there's no denying the guy is entertaining, though. His like, silly story about just eating everything and Jessica, oh, no, I'm going to stick by him. No, it's, it's fine. Uh, he's all right. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's a bit like you really would think someone like this would be like the big, the next Malcolm or something like that. And then they go in, he's just got... Yeah, something like that, but like preseason, and then you go in and he's like the biggest, like, like the worst edit he's getting. Uh, but yeah, he's really entertaining though. I think the just his presence being there and constantly like, he, kind of his silliness of like being so oblivious. But I mean, who catches a fish on Survivor and, and eats it for themselves? It's just ridiculous. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't wish Medivac on anyone, but when he did pass out, uh, that would have been a quick, easy way to get rid of someone like him. But yeah, Cole is definitely an interesting one. Um, I didn't know that that was a theory out there, that it wasn't real. Well, I'm I'm, I'm saying it's my theory. Uh, I'll explain why here. And it's, it's more just his personality. I don't actually think that he was necessarily faking it, but maybe the editors were trying to kind of play with it a little bit. Because when he passes out, I mean, it kind of looks like Coach Wade passing out after an immunity challenge. And then when he comes to, it's sort of like, oh, what happened there? I must have passed out due to hunger because I haven't eaten enough food. It's just the way he delivers it. It's just kind of his slow way of speaking. But it's just, if it was anybody else and you'd never seen an episode of Survivor before, I think you would probably believe that he was just faking it. Uh, Rossi, any theories on this? And what do you think of Cole? No, like legitimately... I thought we just got that segment where he was like, I'm hungry. And then everyone's like, no. And he's fighting with Lauren. And I was, and then the next thing we know, he's passing out. I so thought he planned that. Mm-hmm. And then when he wakes up, I'm like, oh, obviously he didn't. Cause I don't know. He's not that good of an actor. So I, I doubted that he did it, but I was like, for a quick second, I was like, wow. Like that was a little extra just to get some extra food, but whatever works for you. So like I was, I'm with you, Colin. I definitely thought he faked it at first. Chris, um, oh, oh, go ahead. I didn't talk about Cole. Well, you were talking about Cole. You just didn't finish. It's not well, my fault. I didn't finish. That. <laughs> this is going so well. <laughs> Continue. I just, wanted, I just wanted to say that I think he annoys the hell out of me. But at the same time, like Noah said, he is 
their good television, bringing a lot of interest to the show. I feel like he's um, someone who's like tripping and they're stumbling, but they're trying to catch themselves so they don't fall. But they keep like tripping themselves up and he's like just stumbling through this game. And I just still don't get how he's still there. Um, but, you know, TV, good game annoys the shit out of me. Kristen, um, why do you love Cole? I don't love Cole. <laughs> Somehow I figured I you think, would have. <laughs> I think that you guys are dirty, filthy casuals because that is the casual opinion that Cole faked his passing out. I'm not saying he if did. You... I'm saying based on his personality and the way he delivered, though, I must have fainted there. It just it, it sounded so bad. Well, the day after, the entire Survivor Facebook page was full of conspiracy theories about Cole fake passing out and how he just wanted to get more food and I don't buy it. Okay, how hard is it to believe though? Like, first of all, I don't think it's a casual opinion if the entire Facebook fan groups, the people were most dedicated to the show. (laughs) But is it so hard to believe when you have a guy and his only response is, oh, I must have fainted and then it's like, you need some food. No, no, that's okay. No, seriously, he needs some food. Okay, you twisted my arm. And then he said, wow, that rice was amazing. Like, come on. <laughs> I heard his pass out words said on another podcast many, many, many a times because it was played over and over. That is not faked. I'm not saying it is faked. I'm saying based on his personality and his kind of lazy, slow way of speaking... He doesn't sound that convincing. Yeah, okay, sure. You're just you're just offended that I called you a filthy casual. It's not the worst. You still have hashtag shut your dirty mouth from about two and a half years ago when we recorded another episode, and it's still your Skype name. Yeah, well. Uh, the second thing to talk about Cole here is, I guess, the response that everybody had to him. Uh, with Jessica, we'll talk more about her later on, and I know you touched on this a little bit, uh, what I heard in the exit interview, Noah, but with her loyalty to him and just her response when everybody else was like listen even if this is a even if this is a real fainting uh (laughs) the people in the tribe they believed it too i mean we had a doctor there i'm sure he can back it up medically or something but they're all saying if this is legit why do we keep this guy around he's a liability and cole had just finished saying you know i need this food because i'm the strength of this tribe and then he faints and then Jessica, of all people, I, I've been such a huge Jessica fan, you know, up until this point. This was the one moment, not knowing what would happen the next week, where I thought, okay, she's done. Like, she's like, oh, I care about him. I don't want him to get hurt. Uh, was Jessica kind of doomed? We can even peek a little bit into the next episode. Was she kind of doomed from this point on? Do you think the game would have gone differently had Cole not fainted and she been kind of this, this swooning woman over him? Are you talking to me? If you want to talk first, go ahead. <laughs> um i don't think that the last episode changed anything i think that when ben and lauren in this last episode decided to do what they did there was no hope for for her i like it was a strategy that chrissy came up with i think um so the idol wouldn't get played on jess and i think that that was kind of bound to happen no matter what happened last week so um, it's just sticking with Cole and being part of that alliance definitely screwed her over. Uh, Noah, do you have a different opinion? Well, I mean, she made a good point in her exit interview where she talked about um, 
what could she possibly do? Like, um, they never went to tribal council, so she never really had an opportunity to uh, break away from Cole. Um, and then the risk is if she did break away with him in that pre-merge, I don't know what the tribe name was. I'm so lost on the tribe name. <laughs> That's what season, happens but... when you're a casual like we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a filthy, dirty casual. Um, but, you know, if she did break away from him then when he was fainting and stuff like that, then that just leaves room for Cole to swoop in and start making relationships with Lauren and other people like that. And... Um, potentially save himself. I'm not sure if he's smart enough game savvy to do that, but uh, she was really kind of in a difficult situation where you know she had nowhere to go. She was kind of forced to stick with him, um, but you know maybe she could have made it less obvious than that. But you know I imagine it would be comforting uh, being out there knowing that there's one person who definitely has your back, even though he kind of screwed her over a few times. <laughs> Does but, Cole have anybody's um, back? <laughs> Yeah. Um, what did you say in that last tribal council? Like, yeah, but I really trust that Joe is going to like look after me. So everyone just laughs at him. Um, but yeah, so she really didn't have anywhere to go. So I don't blame her. It was just maybe tone it down a bit. Um, and I'm a huge Jessica fan. Just throwing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, I guess, painfully obvious to everybody that she was sticking with him. Uh, but at the same time, you know, she does raise a good point. She didn't have a chance to vote any other way. And the comments that she made about, oh, I want to protect Cole, I want to keep Cole around, those were just made in confessionals. I think it's so easy, and I made this defense for Sarah Lucina back in Kegan, uh so much about you know her arrogance only being... Did somebody fall out of their chair? What was that? That was my cat. Okay. That wasn't me this time. What? <laughs> Sorry. Um, but like, you know, I, I made the defense so many times with Sarah that her cocky statements that everybody said, well, this is why she was voted out, those were only done in confessionals, and I guess the same type of statements that Jessica made were just in confessionals. So we don't really know if everybody thought, yeah, she's going to stick with this guy all the way to the end. But at the same time, they obviously had some suspicions. Um, Rossi, do you want to weigh in on this uh, Jessica and Cole thing? And if that maybe sealed her fate? If I'm going to be hypercritical, I would say maybe she could have, I mean, this is jumping a little bit into the next episode, obviously when she gets put it out, but Maybe because she knew that Ben and Lauren were not fans of Cole. Maybe she could have sold to them that there's possibilities of her turning on him. Like, I do think that a lot of her confessionals were about, I do need to think about getting rid of Cole, but I'm going to stay with him. Like, I feel like she never went anywhere. I feel like she didn't make any new impressions on people about her standing with Cole. She just did the same thing day in, day out. That would be the one thing I think that maybe she could have done better was to sell the story that she was going to turn against him, even if she wasn't. Uh, the second half of this episode, which really is all leading towards the vote out, was, of course, the Ali and Ryan fight. And, I mean, it was the first scene in the episode, and I think it was it was a good example of an episode being able to set a story up from the beginning and have it pay off. Uh, what, what I actually liked in this was Ryan, and I'm also interested because I haven't really been able to read anybody's thoughts, not just you guys, but anybody's thoughts. None of the casual fans out there on my Facebook groups. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea whether people are kind of taking Ali's side in this or Ryan's, but the way that I saw this, I, th I saw that Ryan came out way on top in this whole argument. And Ali, who I was not really a huge fan of, but I think I was beginning to see a lot of hope in for her in the game, she kind of... I mean, this is somebody who sealed their own fate as far as I'm concerned. I mean, her vote out was the most obvious thing ever. 
especially when, why she was voted out. I don't think there was too bad we didn't get the exit interview with her last week. You know, sorry for the timing issues on that as well. <laughs> but I, I just I feel like it almost felt like blood versus water with Tina Wesson, where she kind of took something personal and then she got way too upset about it openly, and that kind of just sealed her fate. So, uh, Kristen, why don't you start off again? Uh, what do you think about the Ali and Ryan argument? Are you a fan of either of them? And do you think that uh, she would still be around if she'd been able to kind of bite her tongue? Um, I think that she sealed her fate by not sticking with him completely in the vote before. Like, I guess, I don't know if that was really up to her. I know that Ryan kind of pushed her out of the picture, but I think that from that moment when... Um, Rourke was voted out that she didn't really have any chance of staying. Like, there was no point in getting rid of JP over Allie when they had all voted together in the previous vote. So, I don't know. I don't think that she... I don't think that she really screwed up that much in the fight with Ryan, and Ryan kind of sucks. But, really? (laughs) Everyone thinks Ryan sucks. (laughs) Well, not everybody, because I'm included in everybody. <laughs> well, you're Every... a casual, dirty <laughs> casual fellow. He's a fun character. I, we, we, this is a good season for characters. I, I was just talking with, with another former Ozlet today, Troy. Troy, thanks for listening to the Oz Network. <laughs> but uh, Hi, Troy. I was saying that uh, I can't think of anybody other than Katrina that hasn't been given good development and that isn't a fun character. So, I mean, at the very least, you don't even think Ryan's a fun character? I just think that he is not what he thinks he is like the whole talk about like i have such a good social game and that ali like whatever i don't that was too long ago now (laughs) whatever he said whatever he said about ali during that fight like oh she looked so bad i didn't think that she looked that bad in comparison to him i didn't think that it was like this huge argument that he single-handedly won i think she was already on the bottom of the fight and that it kind of just played out how it was going to play out. I I think she did lose at least on one thing. And that's when she was saying, you know, uh, I I wasn't aligned with uh, her. I was with her for four days. And Ryan's like, I was only with you for six days. Like he brought up a really good point there when she's talking about, well, you're supposed to be loyal to me. He's like, well, I don't know you that well either. Uh, Noah, do you have any opinion on this one? Uh, well, firstly, I don't really know anyone's opinions on this season too much, so I didn't know that Ryan was hated. Um, I thought he would be kind of the fan favourite, but perhaps not. Because, um, you know, he's getting a bit too much of an edit, but the editing is so freaking even this season that it's hard to be too upset about it, besides a certain uh, player that has two initials for his name. But, um, yeah, so... I didn't know that he was hated. Um, I think he's playing an alright game, though. Like It's not amazing, but I think he is playing the social game. Um, my problem with Ryan is that I thought Ryan would be the one, the underdog, and like the, oh, here's Cochrane 2.0, he's struggling, he's the nerdy guy. But the season kind of started, and here's Ryan with Devon, and he's getting these... Uh, advantages and he's making these alliances and he's never a threat and I think he would be better as an underdog like a David Wright type thing than what he is uh, but I didn't know he was hated, he's alright um, but Ali, yeah I think her fate was probably sealed the moment um, JP was voted up. 
wishful thinking <laughs> the moment um, the moment uh rourke was uh, the esteemed rourke was voted out um and it was probably more just editing along that way and the fight probably didn't help but i i have to say i was probably the biggest blindside in terms of a viewership since jeremy and sam wandel so i was I kind of stopped paying attention the moment they lost that challenge because JP suddenly had this spike of like two confessionals to, to even his two confessionals he had previously. So I'm like, oh yeah, it's JP, he's gone. And I kind of stopped paying attention. I was like still watching it in the background and then suddenly Ali's gone. I'm like, what the hell? Um, so that was a big viewer blindside, I feel. But yeah, I thought she was... Maybe a contender to be a winner, but apparently not. So I really think that the moment Rourke was gone, Brian probably couldn't have mended that bond. And, you know, JP is a much safer option to have on your side than Ali. Um, it's kind of good to have someone like JP along for the ride with you. Rossi, are you a casual like me and Noah, or are you a casual like Kristen who hasn't finished a season <laughs> right. since? A super fan. Like yeah. Kristen. I watch every season. What you, are you start about? every season. I don't know if you've made the merge since season twenty six. <laughs> Excuse me, I've watched every season except for that second chance season. Okay, Rossi. Because fuck that girl, Kelly. <laughs> Rossi, uh, the the Ryan and Allie thing. Okay, I do want to go back to Noah's thing. He said that JP had two confessionals prior, and he's right. I'm looking at the <laughs> confessional right. count, and he got two <laughs> confessionals in that last episode. I shouldn't have taken a sip of water before you proved him right there. <laughs> so why JP had four confessions? Not counting, I don't know. This does not include uh, the merge episode, but oh, he counting, didn't speak in the merge episode. <laughs> so he has four confessionals at this point in time, which is the least tied with Simone, if you remember her. <laughs> wow. Oh, I love JP. Um, but in terms of the fight. Um, I do agree with Kristen. Like, I don't think there was any di- thing that the alley really could have done. I think the damage was already done in the burned relationship that had existed. Um, so in terms of like, it didn't really look bad on her because she was already in the negative. Like she was already looked down upon for just being an outcast of the tribe. So I don't think that there was anything wrong with what Nestor, that what she did. And throughout most of it, I was on Allie's side. I feel like she had a lot of valid points of what she was saying. Like, And I, I disagree with what you said, Colin, about you know Ryan's rebuttal of, well, we've only been together for six days. They only voted together for six days because they only went to those two tribals. But they were together for the three days before, so they had time to get to you know, know each other without the stress of the game. So I, I feel like if we're talking like betrayal, like it's easier for her to betray Rourke after such a short time. Like, I don't see the I think the other the downside. The other thing, though, with Ryan, and, and you do have to kind of see, and this is where I think it matters the way Ali responded, uh, maybe that's just a little bit of justification for him saying, I shouldn't trust this person, because there are a lot of players in the game where you could vote against them, and then they would accept and say, well, it's best for my game to work with you or whatever. And the way that she kind of lost it on him, I mean, if I were playing Survivor, I wouldn't care if I was with a person for 30, you know, two days up until that point. That's going to kind of be the clue to me. Yeah, if there was a chance for this to work, it's not going to work going forward. I mean, it's, I guess the one of the major issues is that Alec, I guess, was unwilling to let go of Ryan at any point. Mm-hmm. 
like just because I think that she has kind of used him a lot as a crutch or as a this number or this ally, whereas he was just seeing her as like just just someone who he could toss aside whenever. And so I guess that in her her game philosophy, she wasn't thinking you know removable chess pieces. Uh, just one more thing to get an opinion on here for the vote out when she is voted out and she says we don't see who she's looking at. She says. You know, he might as well, some along the lines of a, he's going to win the game now or you just handed him the game. I can't remember the exact line. But then they cut to Ryan. and They said, good luck beating him. Yeah, good luck beating him, right. And I had to watch that three or four times because I couldn't figure out if she was saying that to everybody else about Ryan or if she was still trying to play, <laughs> oh, JP's going to win this thing and, you know, you should have voted with me. I, I like to think it's about JP. <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> Any other opinions, Kristen? I don't. I thought it was about JP. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Which is, I, again, that kind of makes me think maybe her game wasn't as good as I thought. Because if you go out uh, and you get get voted out, you mean say whatever you want. But even in her final uh, voto confessional, she was still saying, "Yeah, Ryan is a weasel." Even even Ryan said, "You shouldn't trust me. I'm a weasel." At one point in one of these two episodes. But for her to say that as she's leaving about JP, like, who is she trying to convince anymore? Did she honestly believe that JP was going to win this game? They might have convinced her of that in trying to convince her that she was going to be staying. Like, the, like, Christy and Ryan may have drilled that into her that... I sh- drilled that into her. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it was only bad until you said it the second time. It was, it, it would have I got distracted the then. <laughs> um, they they must have like I think that they probably reinforced like JP's a threat, and that was like the only gameplay that Allie had been talked to about for like two days, and that it wasn't actually. I don't know. I really think that she was a decent player in the first few days. I don't think that that was just editing I'm, I'm just i'm very confused by the editing as a whole with Allie because i feel like her story is unfinished in some way like we saw so much of her strategizing and her like leading an alliance on the hustlers and then we got this flame out and i don't know mm-hmm. i kind of feel not the uh maybe she's just referring to the challenges like, That's what I thought. In the challenges, not so much. Okay, the well, winning. there's the other thing to talk about because I don't remember if it was this episode. It might have been this episode or the next one. But JP, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking this much about JP <laughs> when I said we're not going to talk about everybody here. No Ben, no Chrissy, but let's talk about JP uh, when he makes the comment. Now, is this cementing him as one of the most oblivious of our players ever? Where he talks about, you know, I'm so strong. I did this. Uh, there's no way that they'll vote me out now because they need me to win. And everybody there knows they're merging in a matter of days. <laughs> like This guy actually believes that... Does he actually believe, A, that this uh, tribe format's going to go all the way to the end? Or is it that he <laughs> thinks, yeah, we're at the merge. This guy who's beating us for immunities every week. He's the one we need. The only season I... he watched was Palau, so he got really confused yeah. <laughs> about what was happening. So... <laughs> I think JP is my favorite Survivor player since Nick Stanbury. <laughs> <laughs> so memorable. Um, Kristen, uh, give us a female perspective on firefighter JP here because I feel like his fan base is mostly female who don't really care that he does anything on the show. Um, I don't think he's that cute. So 
like Cole too. I don't. They're not cute enough to be so dumb. You so. more of a Ryan? Ryan <laughs> no, I like Devin has nice eyes. Can you That's see Devin? It. I'm not. I'm not saying this to knock him, but can you see his eyes? Like he yeah. squints all the time. Same thing with JP. He's... You can't see them open their eyes. Okay. <laughs> well, she didn't have an answer for that question. <laughs> um, let's move on. To, or before we move on, let's rate this episode because Ben reminded me multiple times and I'm going to forget if we don't. So uh, buy it, rent it, or bin it. Uh, let's start with you, Kristen. This episode that we just talked about, the Alley episode, would you buy it, would you rent it, or bin it? I don't even know what that means. Am I supposed to be listening to the show? <laughs> no, it just... <laughs> We're only 200 episodes in. It doesn't matter if you listen to the show. Uh, you buy it. Is this episode like, you know, the best episode? It's not even the best episode of the season, but is this an episode good enough where you would pay money for it? Is it just a renter? Okay, it was all right, but I probably wouldn't want to watch it again. Or bin it. Is it garbage? You never want to watch it or talk about it again. I think we've learned our lesson not to play games with Kristen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This is a game, isn't it? <laughs> Um, let's go with rent it. Rent it, okay. Uh, Noah? Uh, it would be a close to a bin, uh, but it was a big view of Blindside, and special props for the challenge, because the challenges suck on Survivor, but I like this kind of rope immunity thing. I think it was that episode, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So, I'll, I'll rent it. I'll join Kristen in renting, whatever that means. Rossi? Um, I'm just gonna go with the buy it. Alright, um... I would probably say rent it, uh, even though I actually really enjoyed the episode. I just don't know if it's one I'm gonna. It, part I'm gonna agree with Kristen here, partly because I don't feel like it was a big enough payoff for Allie, somebody who has been a big character up until now. Uh, but then there's kind of the trade-off on that. It's like, well, if everybody's a bit only a big character and they get a big vote out, then are you ever surprised the viewer? So uh, three rent it's and buy it. Next episode, this will be the uh, Jessica episode. This is a sad one for me. Uh, I even talked about on the Billy episode, uh, you know, how different of a player Jessica was and completely different from what you would have expected her type of character on Survivor to be. But um, we don't even have to talk about individual scenes yet. We've already talked a little bit about Jessica. Uh, before we talk about her, I guess, the whole merge thing and the healers and hustlers and heroes format, the Triple H format here... I, in every other season that they've done this, uh, the tribes either do mostly stick together or you get it where, yeah, once they hit the merge, then it's, well, our old alliances are back on. There were a few mentions of, well, these are our old alliances, but is the format of heroes, hustlers, and healers dead, or do you think that there's any chance that these alliances are going to hold all the way to the end? Kristen? Um, I think they might hold for a short time, because what else are they going to do? Like, I almost see this... Like, I I don't know what's going to happen, but I see this season going as kind of, like, a pagonging of the healers of who's left, I guess. I can't even think of who's left on that side, but... Um, Desi. <laughs> yeah, see, I forgot she was even on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I feel like a few of those, uh, like Desi Cole... Um, they're probably just going to be picked off and they don't really have a choice at this point. It was, I think that this was, the merge was kind of the lines drawn in the sand and with Ben and Lauren making their decision, I 
kind of see the hustlers sticking together. I mean, people are probably going to try to get out of it, but they're kind of pushed into that grouping now, and I think they're kind of screwed. Noah? Uh, well, good old Dr. Mike does have an idol, so that helps for a little bit. Um, and Joe finds idols every week, so... Um, I kind of agree. I could see, if you look at the healers, um, Cole, Joe, Desi, and the other one, um, Mike, uh, none of them kind of scream winner edit to me. Like, none of them scream final three type thing. Like, Desi's got barely any edit. Um, Mike, I like Mike, Dr. Mike, but he's kind of, he doesn't scream winner to me. He screams, like, mid-merge type thing. Uh, Joe has been a bit too over the top and Cole's definitely not winning. So I think it's a fair assessment. I don't think it's going to be a begonging of the healers. I think with the idol and stuff, there'll be like some other people thrown in. And, you know, nowadays in Survivor, there seems to be no such thing as freaking alliances. People can vote wherever. But I, I think it's a fair assessment that the end game would be mainly hustlers and um, heroes. God, this is a tough it's, thing. Um, <laughs> it doesn't help that they all sound the same. Heroes, healers, hustlers. Like yeah, I can't no, tell the difference between them. It makes... Uh, this is a tangent about the theme, but it just makes zero sense. There's no relation to... Uh, anyway, other than the letter H, there's no relation <laughs> to those three things. But, um, yeah, so I think it would make sense that the final five, final six would be mainly hustlers, heroes, and maybe a healer or two. But... Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to necessarily stick. I don't think these are the lines drawn in the sand for the rest of the game. Like, this is season 35. Like, all sorts of things will probably happen. Uh, Rossi? Um, yeah, I do tend to see what Kristen's talking about happening with just the healers going. Um, and I do. I think that the post-healer elimination would probably be really interesting to see what happens especially with the contingent of, like, Lauren and Ben. Are they working together? Or is Lauren kind of retreating back to her old hustlers? Like, what's the deal with that? Is Chrissy going to play the game further with Ryan or get rid of him? What's the deal with the fake idol that's still going to have to happen at this point since we got so much coverage about it? Um, More coverage about the fake idol than Desi, but... um, But, you know, like Noah said, I honestly could... Anything could happen. JP could win this game. (laughs) JP cannot win this game, but anything else can happen. (laughs) Uh, Wait, who has a fake idol? Chrissy has a fake idol. From the first episode that she didn't use? Oh, God. (laughs) I don't even remember that. The only reason that they got together, Ryan and Chrissy, but okay. Yeah, Yeah, but that's not a fake idol. That's an advantage dumb thing. But now it's a fake idol. Yeah. Uh, I'm a casual fan. I don't know these things. <laughs> yeah, you're a dirty casual who likes Ryan or something. <laughs> well, the other thing, let's quickly talk about the idol as well, because, you know, Rossi, you said he finds one every week, which is kind of true, but I like that the idols seem to have been harder to find this season. I mean, there are a lot of people who just sat there and never found anything. And even uh, with Joe this week, you know, when he did find it, which was a good scene, uh, where he was kind of hiding it from Devin and everything. And he went back later that night. I mean, he said, I've been searching for this for four days. So I know we've had people on the show. I remember talking to Jeremy 
about uh, him finding the idol and you know he, he would say you know you don't realize we're searching for these things for like eight hours straight sometimes and then all of a sudden we stumble across it on the show it looks like well it's so easy to find they just walked you know and it, it uh, uh, was underneath a leaf and they stepped on it but I don't know if it's the clue. Leaf is on this season? Yeah, he stepped on Leaf. <laughs> and Leaf had the idol on him. <laughs> no, no, Leaf is the idol. Leaf is the idol. idol. Yeah, just drape Leaf over your neck. Uh, but, I mean, the idols seem harder to find this season. And I, I've liked, we got this opinion from other people coming in too. And you three haven't really had a chance to discuss it yet. But between the idols being a little bit harder to find, even though it is kind of just clues hidden in different places, and these advantages that basically have to be used or given away within one episode like do you think these twists are actually helping to keep the game fresh Noah do you want to go first yeah I mean I'm a dirty casual but I actually like the idea of um, putting in like guest starring advantages or something where they're just kind of one-offs and they kind of mix up the game because um, you know it's been a while since I've talked about Survivor and I'm not going to say I don't care about Survivor anymore it's just there's other things in my life to care about. So I still watch it every week. I watch the new episode the day that it airs, everything like that. I still love the show. But I think I get less outraged about the show and less, uh, I care less about the show. So when they do an advantage or something, I'm not going to, I'm not there ah, typing on my computer. How can they do this dumb thing? It's just like, oh, let's, let's let it play out. It may be bad. It may be good. Let's let them try new things because. They're in season 35 of this freaking show right now. Like, how many seasons is it going to have? And how many shows have 35 seasons? So I know people, again, I haven't been following people's opinions much, but I know people are probably hating on, like, these guest advantage things. But I figure 35 seasons in, let's try new things. Some of them will work, some of them won't. Like, the one with Devin kind of didn't work. It was okay, but I think the one with Chrissy, even though she didn't use it in episode one, was kind of interesting... Uh, so I'm actually on board for this. I would not mind a season where they kind of bring in more of these things just to mix up the game. And I know people listening to this are just going to hate me for saying this, but I don't know. Try new things. 35 seasons in. Right, let's do something new. Why not? The, the Devin one, just to correct you, it did provide for one classic moment where Devin just goes, wow, that is not an advantage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Best Devin moment of the season. Uh, Kristen, uh, do you like the way these twists are going, or is it only something the casuals would be into? <laughs> no, I actually like the advantages. I think that, um, I mean, looking at the alliances we have, probably the strongest pair came together just because of one of these stupid uh, one of these stupid advantages that didn't um, it didn't play out at all in the first episode but it still brought them together and we still don't know how that's going to play out I think that that fake idol is still going to come into play at some point in the season um, if she needs it I mean Chrissy's kind of been running the show but um, and then the thing with Devin I mean it added something because I thought it was a bad decision to have Devin have the advantage played on Devin anyway because I mean, obviously, this is from episodes ago, but just it would have made more sense to have it played on one of the um, well, whoever was on that tribe, not the healers. <laughs> <laughs> Who was on that tribe? The uh, the well, us casuals aren't the... going to remember if you can't remember. <laughs> Alan, I loved Alan. Alan, yes. So there were heroes on that tribe, and 
it would have made more sense for it to be played on a hero and because they didn't know what Devin was going to do. But, I mean, everything worked out how it, I guess, was going to work out anyway. But um, with the idol play and everything. But it could have been something. And I think that if you put advantages like this into every season, it's eventually going to pay off. Like, it might screw somebody over, but things screw people over every season. I mean, people are screwed over by the merge or a swap or something, and it's going to happen, but I think that it makes for better TV. Rossi, what do you think about all the advantages? Um, I'm a fan of the one-off things. I think that, I mean, usually everything, every twist they plan goes the exact opposite way of what they intended. <laughs> like, um, but I think that they're working in a fair way this season. Like, I don't think that it's totally ridiculous. I think they're, you know, whether or not they're, you know, Jessica's decision was smart or not is it one thing. But, like, I think they're working out fair. Like, and I don't, I like the thought that some of these twists are just, like, one-off things that you don't have to worry about too much later on. Um, but the idols are still pretty much the same. Um, even though it's, harder to find we still had three idols found so far it still feels like they're pretty prevalent despite the fact that not everyone's hoarding them or whatever Mm -hmm. like joe already played two idols and it's just the merge i i have no problem with like uh hard to find idols versus easy to find idols like to me it's just like all right Put it, put it in the dirt, get someone to get it, let's get a move on. Like, uh, I, I get it needs to be like a challenge to have an idol and needs to be something you have to overcome. But uh, And I like it when they put them in challenges and stuff like that. Um, but to me, it's like when Keith, Keith not Keith, Amy, um, Keith Nail found one just like <laughs> sitting in the dirt there. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, we all know they've been rigging idols since Russell Hans anyway, so let's just get a move on with the idols. Like, I, I'm not too fussed about, oh, we need to make it super challenging. But, you know. Well, I just think if it's meant to be harder to find, yet we've had so many in circulation, I just think it's like weird to think about maybe we'll see if any idols are we'll see how the rest of the season goes with idols played but so far in this first half we had three idols found two played yeah and we've had uh cole missing out on the clue in the but the other thing is yes. you know you said yeah we've had three idols played so far but if this were another three tribe season we would have had three idols found within the first two episodes at all three camps and here we've <laughs> had two of them found and one found post-merge or whatever and or just pre-merge or whatever and it's the same guy fighting too. I mean, I, I feel like if Joe hadn't been smart enough to find that other one, we would have been going into this merge with only two idols found. And if Joe hadn't mm-hmm. been on the season at all, maybe we would have had only one idol. So I think it is getting a little... And I, I, that's why I like the advantages, because we're not just relying on idols now to keep the game fresh. Or here's an advantage, and you can use it whenever you want, and it's just kind of the threat of using the advantage that a person uses his power as opposed to you can't really threaten this in future episodes. You're using it now or you're using it never. So an idea, is this a casual opinion or a season, <laughs> a season, season 37, because we know season 36 will be some Halloween themed season <laughs> or something, but season 37, every episode, there's a weekly advantage that the cast knows that this season there will be mm-hmm. a weekly advantage. Yay or no? I wouldn't be opposed to it. 
uh, especially if it, it's like you have to use it that week or if you like this, yeah, you lose immunity, used, you're yeah. giving it away. The other tribe doesn't know what's even coming. Or you don't have to use it that week. You just have, uh, you don't have to use it, but if you want to use it, it has to be done that week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an advantage, just a twist of some sort each week. Yeah, I'd be I, I wouldn't, that. I wouldn't mind it. Rossi or Kristen? Rossi and Kristen on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended by the idea. No, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think that it might just be like too much and that they might, it might turn into like the, um, the legacy advantage where that you like had to play it a certain week and the people that had them, it was like they were already safe that week anyway. So who cares? And if you just have like, it's, it's a lot to edit into the show. Like if it's part of the theme or something and they know that it's going to be something that's happening every single week or every three days for them or whatever. Um, it might just be a lot to put into the show and it might like ruin the flow of the show and just be like too much for them to, to edit. I don't know. That's, that's fair. That also has to depend on what they are too. Cause I feel like survivor may have the tendency to just make a really crazy one. Like it's, it's gotta be balanced what they are. Like I think as is the twists have been okay, but if we had like, you know, three tribals in a row where one person couldn't vote, like, it's I don't, I don't know. coming it... back every third week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Ryan. I mean, this merge episode, it, it basically like all merge episodes, the episode's just all over the place. I'm not even saying in a bad way. It's just you have that many people. And it felt like even more so than in past merge episodes, they always try to build it up in the preview before saying, you know, everybody's a target. And then two people end up being the target. I mean, this felt like the one week where everybody was a target. But I kind of do take a bit of an issue with the preview that they had coming into this merge episode where they said, you know, uh, where Jeff's going to drop a bomb on the cast. It's like, drop your buffs, your merge. And meanwhile, we had just come off a tribal council where they said, well, you guys are expecting you're going to merge in three days. You'll see if you're right. I'm like, is it really <laughs> dropping a bomb when they all predicted it on air? Um, but overall, this merge and how all of the uh, alliances kind of split up and as well with, uh, you know, just how many people were a target. Did you feel like this was a crazier merge episode or is this, you know, uh, like just completely average and impossible to keep track of? Kristen? First, did they, did they always build a fake challenge at the merge? Because there was like an entire challenge. Yeah. yeah. That's normal. <laughs> There are starving children in Africa and they're spending money on challenges that won't ever be used. Well, I, I, of course, we knew it was going to be the merge because we saw it in the preview. So when they walked up there, I'm like, oh, they're going to merge and then it's going to be like, well, here is a team reward challenge. And no, it was that's just, what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like, how many. Compete for the Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. Oh. Uh, and Probes got really excited about that. What is it called? The Thunder Down Under. Uh, that is the oh, most excited I've ever seen someone. Noah, tell us about the Thunder Down Under. Is this a big deal there? I've never heard of the Thunder Down Under <laughs> in my entire life. Um, I have no idea about any of this. No, that it's it's a good point because I thought the same thing. I'm like, so they built the challenge for nothing. Um, but other than that, what did you think about how the merge shook things up? Um, I thought at least, like the very least, they had options for what could have happened, where to me, I felt like it was going to be a healer going. It had been talked about 
before the episode that a lot of people thought that it was going to play out the way it did. Um, not necessarily with Jessica going home, but with the healer going home. And I, I think that at least with the um, Ben and Lauren thing, it helped. Um, like we weren't entirely sure which way they were going to go because Lauren seemed to really want to work with the healers. Um, but obviously it just went with what Ben wanted. But um yeah, I think that it was it was a pretty like average merge. I don't think it was terrible, but I don't think it was amazing because I did think it was pretty predictable, especially we got that we got that Queen Bee mentioned from Jessica and I was like, You are donezo girl. Yeah. Uh Noah, what did you think of it? Yeah, ever since Sarah Lucina announced that she was the president, <laughs> you know that <laughs> when there's a quote like that in a merge episode, it's not good. Um yeah, I don't know. I feel like the merge used to feel like, like an event, right? Yeah. It used to be like a thing. And I feel like they've kind of lost that in recent years. It's just like, it, it didn't feel special at all. And that's not just this season. It's kind of a lot of recent seasons. Same with the finales. Um, they used to feel like an event. Now it's like, let's vote out eight people. Um, but yeah, yeah, the challenge was a. I'm like, really, they're going to do a reward challenge before they merge? I think they've done that like once or twice before, haven't they? But that would be dumb. Um, but then I, I, the sponsorship was a bit too overboard for me. Like, Mike, like, normally we would have a feast. Uh, what's going on? I, I don't know. This is so bad. Well, you are going to eat at Outback Steakhouse. And, <laughs> They're drinking beers and they're ordering steaks and it's just like uh, oh and then Joe really can I have two steaks yes you two can have steaks. two steaks <laughs> thank you Outback Steakhouse <laughs> like, um, so it's a bit overboard and thunder down under and all the fixes it's just a bit uh um, and then the merge yeah it was okay um, the one good thing about three tribe seasons I think. You know, I used to be a big advocate, and now I think they do it too much, too much now. Like, let's maybe have a two-tribe season for once. Never thought I'd be saying that. But um, the, well, the one good thing is that it does make a lot of layers and a lot of unpredictability in the merge, um, starting with Philippines. Like, that merge episode was kind of all over. Um, so there was some good stuff with, like, Ben and Lauren. Um, but I agree, it was kind of obvious it was going to be a heel. I was a bit worried. That maybe it would be Chrissy because, um, you know, a lot of the time the merge boots are like these big edited characters. Uh, so I thought, well, there's a chance. And they were showing her doing the maths and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, maybe they're saying goodbye to Chrissy. But um, yeah, I think it played out okay. It just was a little lackluster. But I thought there was some interesting stuff with Ben and Lauren going on there. Um, and I like that we heard from most of the people. How about you, Rossi? Um,. I think Jeff Probst is just trying to cash in on his new friend, uh, uh, Jonathan from Australian Survivor. <laughs> just because, like, all this Australian coverage of one episode, and they even did, the like, a remake of one of the challenges they did in their season. Oh, yeah, try to claim, claim it's a new challenge. Like, come on, Jeff Probst, haven't you watched <laughs> Australian Survivor? Like, it was very, like, all Australian Survivor, so that's what I was thinking throughout the whole thing. I was like, oh, repeat. Yeah, um... But I definitely felt that this merge was weird just because they're like, oh, everyone's a threat this time. But yet, like, I felt like they were only targeting the physical players. Like, there seemed to be no discussion of, well, like, 
well, Ryan's a strategic player or something. Like, I just felt like it was all based on physicality. And the only reason that they went for Chrissy was, oh, she did math at the challenge. So it was like, <laughs> like she said 1,100. She must be genius. Like, it was just really weird about who was getting targeted for what reason. Like, and then Jessica, is, I mean, I think it was a smart decision. Like, when you're deciding the A, B, like, go for C strategy. Like, I think that was smart, but it just, like, it didn't make sense who was targeting for what. Like, I did think that the Ben and Lauren thing was probably the most interesting part of who who was going to go home and how that played out. Yeah, I just think that when we have an episode where so many people were talked about and their names were thrown out there and you honestly didn't know who was going to be going in, Jessica was probably the one that was mentioned the least going in, which I think, again, maybe it's a, a good... Uh, surprise to the audience but there was talk of jp going out who knows why uh chrissy cole joe i mean it seemed like everybody's name was thrown out there at some point uh and yet we didn't maybe we just didn't have enough time i I would almost uh, before you we talk about premieres should be 90 minutes or you know 120 minutes or whatever i would be for merge episodes being extended to at least 90 minutes because especially now that we're merging with so many people left it just feels like we should be getting more time to spend and we're in a completely different age from you know merges back in guatemala now we have these merges where half the people are a target so i don't know if there was a way where jessica could have had a proper send-off here or if it had been anybody else chrissy or maybe chrissy because she's been a big character coming in but i just i, I would be for an extended episode if, if they were to do merges going forward like this I think it kind of hurt this episode to not have enough time to spend on any of the potential targets. I agree. I'm glad. Um, <laughs> the only other thing to really cover, I mean, this is kind of a weird episode because we we had so much dedicated to everybody eating their steaks and their thunders down under, and then uh, all this you know fake swerving of this person's going, this person's going. The only other story we had this week was Ben not liking Cole eating cinnamon sticks, which we don't even have to really discuss this unless somebody has a strong opinion on it. But does this just make Cole an even more entertaining, dumb character that his story arc three weeks in a row now has been eating too much, eating gross, uh, passing out because he's not eating? And this week, it's, it's literally, yeah, Cole's eating the cinnamon sticks. And it's like, Cole, you need to stop eating the cinnamon sticks. Ben, I'm sorry I ate the cinnamon sticks. Like, it was three scenes in this one episode about Cole eating cinnamon sticks. Is there any more to this man? This one opinion we'll get on Cole. How are we talking about Cole this much? Is there any more to Cole that we're not seeing? Or is he just going to be like the human garburator for the whole season? Kristen? Um, I don't think there's anything more to Cole. I think he's probably done pretty soon. I think we got his storyline of him and Jess. And we got that he eats too much. And that's who he's going to be, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's not going to help him going forward that, you know, the only real ally he had is the person that he actually kind of betrayed first and she's gone. She's not going to protect him. I, yeah, I don't see him last very long. And he is a physical threat and there's talk about taking the physical threats out as always. Uh, Noah, anything else to add on Cole? Yeah. Tyler 2.0. Yeah. Rossi. Um, yeah, he's going, don't care, bye, eat less cinnamon. <laughs> Do you not like Cole? No. 
there is one character you do like, and I'm actually going to mention her very quickly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we haven't said a word about her. So Yeah, well, there's a reason why we haven't said much about her. Uh, we're talking about Ashley. I'll kind of let you talk first on this, but it's not so much about Ashley, because let's be honest, we have nothing to talk about her on anymore. Uh, but Kristen, you kind of mentioned before about the most powerful you know, couple in this game, uh, which I'm guessing you're referring to Ryan and Chrissy. Uh, we could also look at Devin and Ryan. We could look at uh, um, the Joe and Desi potentially. But like Ashley and Devin, how did this happen? And who do uh, I guess all of you think at this point is the strongest pair we have in the game, and why? Uh, Rossi, why don't you go first? And this, this will give you an opportunity to talk about Ashley. Um, I honestly don't have too much to say, but for some reason during this last episode, I saw Ashley in the challenge, and I was like, you know what? I like Ashley. And it was literally just like a split decision. I was just like, you know what? I like her now. And like, I have no basis. Like I didn't have any major opinion on her prior to, like, I thought she was fine. Like I did like her feuding with Alan and everything in the early days, but like not much to say. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I like her now. So, so don't have much to say for why she's amazing or great, but I do like her now. I hope to see more of her in future episodes. Do you think um, her and Devin are the strongest pair, though? No, but, yeah, to, definitely not. I feel like they have a strong connection, but they weren't even talked about in this episode. Like, I kind of thought going into it, we got a lot of discussion about these pairs and these groupings, and they weren't even mentioned once. Like, Devin didn't even say, I trust Ashley or I got Ashley. or Like, I don't think he even said that once. Um, but the strongest pair, I think, is going to be Ben and Chrissy. Just because we got a lot from them, and they seem to still want to work together, but you know, kind of do the opposite of Jessica and Cole—not appear like they're working together. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Noah? Who do you think's the strongest pair? Uh, well, firstly, Ashley's okay. Um, I liked her in the the episode where she was kind of forced to work with Alan. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, I don't know if it was that challenge that turned me on to Ashley. Like, I was watching the challenge and thought, oh, yeah, Ashley, she's good. Um, yeah, uh, I think the strongest pair is definitely Ashley and JP. Um, underrated. No. Um, <laughs> everyone's forgetting about that show, man. Um, you just wanted yeah, to bring I'm, up JP again. Yeah, it's any, any way I could shoe on JP into the conversation. Um does JP stand for anything, or is it just JP? John Paul. John Paul. Uh, <laughs> does JP Calderon stand for anything, or is it just JP? John Paul. Just <laughs> 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 uh, John John Pelliot, JP stand for anything? Uh, there's John so many Paul JPs. As well. so, They're all John three Pauls. Three JPs. <laughs> John, John Paul Pelliot. How is there? <laughs> how is there three JPs in Survivor? <laughs> It's crazy. And never one no Noah. Collins, no yeah. Noah. Where are the Colin Kristen. and Noahs and Rossies? <laughs> but there's three JPs. Um, yeah, I would probably agree with Ben, Chrissy, although Chrissy talks into the wind a bit too much, which is worrying Ben. Um, <laughs> uh, but in the exit interview, Jessica did say that they were kind of aware of the Ben-Chrissy thing and that it's maybe not as big of a secret as the edit's pointing out. I don't know if that's revisionist history or not. Um, but I think also Ryan-Chrissy, perhaps, because just both of them have got the biggest edits, kind of, you could argue. Ben would be up there too. Um, and, you know, that 
fond going back to episode one. There's so much dedication to that kind of story. So I could see uh, Chrissy and Ryan as well. So it bodes well for Chrissy that she's in two of the top answers. She's doing a good job, I think. Yeah, I actually don't think that Chrissy has the top alliance with either of those, but that's one of the reasons why I think Chrissy's probably going to go all the way in this game. Because I don't think you need to have always the closest ally. You just have to have everybody thinking that you are their closest ally, which I think is where Chrissy's you know doing it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, she even uh, said it. Sorry to jump in, but she even mm-hmm. said in the episode about after they came back from tribal, she said everything's working great for her because uh, JP and Ryan both trust her, but they yeah. don't work with each yeah. other. They're all going back to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, who do you think is the strongest pair? Well, I was going to say something kind of on what Rossi said, that every other pair to me is kind of like an extension of that, like, like I guess of of Chrissy kind of. Maybe I'm crazy in thinking that Chrissy is like the main character in this story we have right now. But That's a dirty casual opinion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's cool. Um, but it's just like... JP and Ashley are a pair, but JP, I think, is kind of uh, close to Chrissy. And um, Devin and Ashley are kind of a pair, too. And Devin is close to Ryan, and Ryan is close to Chrissy. And, like, I would feel like it just, like, all comes back to Chrissy. Um, But I think that Ben and Chrissy are strong, but I think that... um, Chrissy and Ryan are like I think that he's he's her real number one and that she's gonna screw over Ben before the end of this game because she knows that he uh, can beat her I'm actually going to and this is just a theory from watching the show I'm gonna assume that Ashley and Devin are gonna be the strongest pair going forward just because I found it weird it wasn't in this episode well this episode and the previous one there were so many mentions of Devin and I aren't going to break from each other. So, you know, it would, when it was still the, the three tribes, oh, it's going to come to, you know, rocks if we don't sway one of the other ones. And yet I'm thinking to myself, what reason do they have to be a pair? It's not like they were really working together. Devin was kind of just the, the odd man out. He was the, the swing vote uh, when they, they did swap the tribes. And yet out of nowhere, without them really even showing them interacting, it felt like all of a sudden this Ashley and Devin things were being reminded of every single week. And maybe because we haven't seen this up until now, and it, it doesn't really make sense to mention as much as they have. I'm kind of thinking kind of like you're saying, you know, Chrissy's been the central point of this whole story for the whole season. I'm feeling like if we keep being reminded that Ashley and Devin are working together, maybe there's something to that. So not that I think either of them could win the game. If they could, we would have seen something from them up until this point. Um, the only real major thing to talk about here on this episode is the tribal council and I guess Joe playing the idol. And this is another one to be interested to hear opinions on because maybe I'm just a big Joe fan. So uh, I like to find ways to defend his move, but obviously he didn't need to play that idol, but in a way, does this help him? And what did you think of uh, the tribal council and as well talk about Jessica's vote out and I guess Joe's idol play as well. Uh, Noah, you're here. Not that you went anywhere, but you're here. Why don't you uh, tell I us about here the whole yeah. Why don't you tell us about um, the uh, Jessica vote out and also Joe's idol play? Yeah, I never blame anyone for a, a wrong idol play because 
it happened in the Australian version as well. I'm not sure if anyone watched that. Um, but if I was on Survivor, I would be a paranoid mess. I would be probably playing the idol the first freaking night I got it. Um, like, it must be so nerve-wracking and so crazy yeah. with paranoia out there that I don't blame anyone for randomly playing an idol. I think it's fair that he would play it. Um, maybe he could have taken a risk, but then imagine if he got voted out, he would never forgive, forgive himself. Um, but I don't know, is it just... Are we so far into Survivor, 35 seasons? It's been 10 seasons since Survivor Philippines. Is it so far into the show that we're just not kind of surprised by, like... Normally when someone pulls an idol out in Tribal Council, dun, 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 like, this is crazy, all this stuff's going on, like, when Malcolm did it and Abby Maria's doing it. And now it was kind of just like, did it not come off as just like an afterthought almost? Like, oh yeah, here's my idol. I'm going to be playing it. So you guys decide what you want to do or whatever. It just didn't come off as a big moment. Um, but, you know, Joe's definitely playing up to the camera. He's entertaining. Um, yeah, it would have been good if he saved next tribal, but I don't blame him for taking that risk. I mean, his name was thrown around the camp. So, um, you know, he played one correctly before, took that risk, take another risk. Um, don't think he'll win, though. Rossi, what do you think? Um, fuck Joe. Oh. Um, he's so annoying. No. Uh, now get out of here. Um. Do you want a season of all JPs and Ashleys? <laughs> There's a middle ground. Yeah. There's Ditto. only a middle ground because you have the extremes on yeah, either side. You need those have... extremes for there to be the middle ground. No. Yeah, disagree. <laughs> Too Get off my too. show, Rossi. <laughs> I'm supposed oh, to be the guest. You, got, the... you have you have half the listener questions this week. I can't kick you off. <laughs> Explain uh, your point. Know. I'm just so over Joe. Like, I just think it's so like obnoxious when someone's in trouble and be like, you know what? I know it. I am a good game player. Like, get like out of here. Like, you have no right to say like you are good or you're not bad. Like, you're in the middle of it. Yes, people say you're a threat, but that could be just to like throw you off the scent of something like i i just think that he's so obnoxious and like and to think that he was going to play an idol for someone else he's always going to play those idols for himself like he was always going to play that first one for himself and he was always going to play the second one for himself but it's the threat of him saying i could play this for somebody else that yeah, makes but he the only work. like to be honest, I was shocked, though, that he did play it, because usually the people that wear the idol at Tribal Council never play it, or yeah. say that they have an idol, never play it. So I was a little surprised he actually played it. But he should, I'm just so over him. Like, uh, I'm done. Uh, Kristen, he doesn't fit into your middle ground here, so I can guess what you think of Joe. Yeah, I hate Joe, too. He, he plays up so much. Like, I don't need somebody... Like, I like when people are kind like i know that they know they're on tv and there's people who kind of get that but people like ryan when he plays up and i mean i I don't want jp but there's there's just too much sometimes (laughs) jp plays up for the camera too much (laughs) i don't know it's just it's too much for me i I can't with Joe. It's like, it, it, it reminds me of Tony when he does those kind of things at Tribal Council, when he's just like, you know, you know what I'm going to say, and, like, starts ranting. Don't you it's, dare talk bad about Tony. I hate Tony. What? 
Who don't um, you hate? Who on this season is your favorite? How can you hate Tony? I like Chrissy. Get, who other than Chrissy? Um, I like Devin. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't dislike Devin, but I don't know if I'd pick him as my second favorite. <laughs> over, over Tony. He's in my fantasy <laughs> league. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, okay, let me respond here. Has anybody not talked about this yet? Because I want to give everybody else a chance before I go on my rant here. Fuck Joe. All right, well, okay, here's my thing. Yeah, I do get he's a character, and I usually don't like the people who play up like that as well. For me, it's more people like coach or philip shepherd or i'm like they're playing up way too much with joe i think that they're the balance is is that he kind of is that person for the most part he is loud and he is obnoxious if you look at the way everybody has responded to him so far on the show for the most part not saying all the time but for the most part every time somebody talks about voting out joe it's not he's a really good player it's he's loud he's obnoxious he gets on my nerves that you can't change so going to survivor he's going to be self-aware enough to know I will rub people the wrong way. It's my own personality. If I show no personality, what does a person have to trust? So for him, I think doing the things like I'm pulling my idol out, this is him playing up to what people think of him. They already are going to dislike him. Let's put the threat in their minds that you don't want to mess with me. The fact that he played it this week, I think was strategic because he could have not played it. But A, if you pull it out people are going to be afraid to vote. Whether you find an idol, another idol or not, they will be a little bit afraid to vote for you next week because he's found two of the three idols only seven episodes in. That means if I'm playing against him, I'm going to assume if anybody's likely to have the idol in the next episode, it's probably going to be Joe again. So if he holds the idol, then everybody starts to think, well, all we have to do is make him think you know, that we're not voting for him and he'll hold the idol again, and it just becomes too complicated. If he plays the idol this week, he's won the idol two times, he's played it two times, he's proven he can win it back-to-back. If I'm playing against him, I don't care whether this guy may or may not have the idol. I will suspect he will. And I'm going to be a lot more likely to suspect he has the idol and more likely to suspect if he does have the idol, he's going to play it, and that's going to keep me from voting for him every week. He can't hide his big, bold, obnoxious personality, but he can make people afraid enough of him that it'll get him further in the game. And that's why I think joe doing this and even joe's personality is working so basically you're saying he's obnoxious so he has to play this weird game that's never gonna let him win but we don't know it's never gonna let him win tony shouldn't have won the game a lot of people shouldn't have won the game joe's not michelle shouldn't have won the game (laughs) Uh, oh we are not going there take that back (laughs) but okay i'm not saying joe is the most likely to win the game either but a lot of people like joe will go into this and be like i'm i'm probably not going to win this game he's marked one way or the other if you get an idol you either play it or you hide it he's not the type of person who's going to be able to go under the radar and not be a threat so therefore he knows i'm going to be targeted i might as well play this idol just as a safety precaution and the more you this is almost i think the new strategy that will be played the more you play idols the more people will be afraid to vote for you because there's never going to be the suspicion of, well, he might have an idol, but we can convince him he's not going home. There's no way Joe's going to think, I'm not going home. So I I don't see it likely that people are going to vote for him. If he is going to be voted out, he's going to be voted out as far into this game as he wants to be voted out. And it's going to take a lot to get him out. He probably won't win the game, but I think that he's secured himself a much further position than he ever would have gotten otherwise. 
I also like struggle with him a lot because he's been to two tribal councils and played an idol at both. And like, that's why it's going is that to a problem. <laughs> that's a problem with your game if you need to if no. you feel the need to play two tribe idols at the only two tribal councils he's been to. Like No, that's it's it's creating a different type of game that who that knows, relies maybe, on idols to win, to play well. Like, not necessarily, because if you if you get the idol two times in a row and you play it two times in a row, he could not even bother to look for the idol for the rest of the game. And who do you think's going to try to vote for him now? They're going to be a lot, even if they do, they're a lot less likely to vote for him now that they think this guy will get an idol back to back because he's the one guy who's proven he could do it. And like I said earlier, we've had three idols and two of them have been found by Joe. And there's a lot of other people out there on three separate beaches that couldn't find these things. They know Joe's the most likely to find an idol and he's the most likely to play it. So let's just lay off of him for a little while. You really think that having an idol the entire game is the way to win? I'm not or saying having any, idols I'm, I'm not over even talking and over. about having the idol. I'm saying if he's had the idol two times in a row and played it two times in a row, he doesn't need an idol from this point on. If he's going to be voted out, he's going to be voted out. But there will be a lot. Uh, it's going to be less likely for him to be targeted now. If we're, if all of us are playing Survivor and Noah has found an idol two weeks in a row and played an idol Woo-hoo. two weeks in a row. Even if Noah's the most obnoxious person in the world. Okay, let's change it to Ben, all right? <laughs> if Ben... I mean, I was going to say, if, Noah is pretty obnoxious. But... No, not if. Ben is the most obnoxious person on this show. <laughs> and Ben finds an idol two weeks in a row, and Ben plays an idol two weeks in a row. Are any of us really thinking, let's take a shot and try to vote out Ben next week? But they're going to be at the point really soon where they can split the vote and it doesn't matter. And they can put their votes on him. So should he have not played the idol both times? He'd be gone. Well, he he obviously should have played it the first time because he got yeah. the vote the yeah. first time. Like, And the reason they didn't vote for him this time was partly he might have an idol. Well, if they didn't vote for him when they suspected he might, are they going to be likely to vote for him next week well, when they they're almost certain him. he will have one? They could predict that he was going to play it for himself, so they threw all the votes on someone that wasn't going to have this any sort of idol or advantage protection. So, so they can read because he's so. He did exactly that, what they wanted him to do. But playing, I think that they show Chrissy saying exactly this that they wanted him to play the idol. But what are the odds that next week they're going to try the same thing? Because now they're going to be like, this guy probably will find an idol again before any of us, and he may not. He may just sit back and say, "I'm not even going to look for it anymore." But they're going to assume if anybody has an idol, it's Joe, and they're going to assume if Joe has an idol, he will play it. So it makes their game a lot harder. I hope Joe gets voted out next, just to prove you wrong. I'm not even saying that's what's going to happen. I'm saying this is the most likely way to anticipate the season. Noah, Uh, give an opinion on this. Have we got any listener questions? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Joe's entertaining. All right. I I can see both sides, but I don't necessarily agree that it's bad that he had to play the idol. It's a freaking tribe swap. Like, Mm-hmm. Often people are put in precarious situations in a tribe, so I don't think that's negative against this game. Um, and then it's a first merge, so if it was like tribal council five and six, then maybe. But because it was the merge, tri- uh, the tribe swap, tribal council, and the merge, I don't blame him for that. Um, but whether or not he's going to make it all the way because people think he has an idol, or if he's going to get idols and win the whole way, I don't know. Not all the way. What I'm saying is. A lot further than he would have oh, gotten stop. had he not done this. Can we you talk just about JP stop. instead? Yeah, I, I like, like JP better than this. 
Uh, let's rate this thing before we get to the listener questions. And we got some good ones this week. We also have a lot of them, so we're going to kind of quick fire it. Uh, <laughs> Kristen, you go first again. Buy it, rent it, bin it. Do you need me to explain it again, or do you remember? No, I remember. I think I would rent it because I thought it was predictable that Jess went. But other than that, it was a decent episode. Okay, Noah? I would rent the episode of Survivor and bin this recap. <laughs> <laughs> Rossi um, I'm gonna give it a fun bin you're binning this one <laughs> what reason why no I was just like <laughs> um, the thunder down under was I wasn't feeling it <laughs> I wasn't feeling it um, okay <laughs> that's all you got uh, do we have any last words to say on Jessica as a player? No. Is she still a virgin? <laughs> no, well, is she still a virgin? Well, I did ask. No. Um, I wonder if Jeff Probe is going to Eric Huffman this at the reunion show. Probably. Um, uh, but I liked her. I thought she had potential to win, and I hope she comes back. And she's very attractive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, Kristen? No. You didn't like Jessica? <laughs> uh, she's fine, but... Eh. I, I just thought she was a different player. Like, we talked about this with Billy a couple of weeks ago, that usually when you have that young, attractive female nurse, because they're always nurses, I guess, who uh, is the virgin or whatever, you expect them to be <laughs> a certain role. <laughs> they're always young, blonde, attractive nurses who are virgins. That's, that's <laughs> the survivor stereotype. But you would expect that character to just be a follower and probably not have much game. And I think she probably had more game than anybody out there. Maybe next to like the obvious ones like Chrissy and Joe and maybe Ben. But uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jessica. I asked her about um, if it worked out with Cole in the real world. (laughs) And sadly, she's not getting a taste of Cole's thunder down under. No. (laughs) Um, but, But they're still friends. Okay, so listener questions. Um, we have a bunch here, and I've kind of divided them up between me and Rossi because I don't have um, <laughs> the patience to do this all. But thank you for everybody. Wow, who's... thanks. So... I'm supposed to be the guest on this thing, but... <laughs> Get to work. Uh, we have uh, several that are, uh, I guess, just generic questions receiving every week and several that are targeted towards a few people on this podcast here. Uh, I will start it out with a question that is geared, I guess, two questions here, geared towards Noah. Um, Was this supposed to be a psychic? Well, it's not specifically (laughs) you, but the questions are more for somebody like Ben, but he's not here. (laughs) Um, Loretta. For Ben, we have you, so we'll take... Loretta, Loretta the Mystic. Yeah, if if we... Noah, you mentioned on the Eggs interview, we kind of mentioned here... The new season of Australian Survivor is going to be champions versus contenders, which I guess celebrity versus non-celebrity or something. Uh, Loretta asks, I just found out the news waking up this morning in America that your country, your country, Noah, is coming back for another season. I'm disappointed it is themed. Sigh. I liked Australian Survivor because it isn't themed. Ben, are you applying? So, Noah, do you know is Ben applying or are you, Noah, applying? I'm applying as Ben Waterworth. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good news that it's back. It was kind of up in the air. 
But they don't need to do gimmicks. So I thought it was going to be like a Phantom vs. Favourites or something when I saw Champions vs. Contenders. I thought that was a wacky name for Phantom vs. Favourites. Um, but, you know, let's not get too upset about it. It's just a TV show. <laughs> let's just see how it plays out. Um, you know, it's making it sound like it's celebrities, but it, they're kind of billing it as people who are the top of their field or something. So, you know, it might not be all celebrities. We might get just... Uh, really good business people on there or something. I don't know. So let's just let's just wait it out. Like they're still asking for people to apply, so it's not full recruited or anything. But. I was so hoping for a tribe full of Russell Crowe and Guy Sebastian <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well the rumor is Russell Crowe will be on the season, so um, um, Grant Bowler hopefully. So Marlene Bottoms here asks, also related to this, so proud to see Australian Survivors returning next year. I'm thrilled. Did CBS have input into this theme? We don't know the answer to that question. We will ask CBS next time we're on the line with them for the exit interviews. (laughs) Next time, Robert. And will I be able to to watch it legally next year on CBS All Access? Uh, I I guess it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not a CBS show, so they won't offer it. Well, uh, CBS did buy the network, uh, oh, but did they? I don't think that. Yeah, CBS bought the network. That's why she's asking the question. Um, but I don't think that that's how things work. So, that just because they bought the network, that Australian Survivor will be on all access. Uh, will you be on next season, Ben? I will root for you. <laughs> uh, so we don't know if Ben's on, but Noah, would you also root for Ben? <laughs> I definitely would not root for Ben. Um, and I would probably say that there's very slim chance of Ben getting on the show. Um, and if we were on together, I would definitely write him off. Um, yeah. I was going to apply for the, even though I've got other things going on at the time, I was going to apply for it. Um, but then I heard the theme. I'm like, do I want to play Survivor with Grant Daniel? I know no, <laughs> none of you will know that name. But, um yeah, so I don't think I'll apply because I wanted to play normal survival. Not that I would have got on anyway, but yeah, um, maybe it's best to just be viewers. And would you would you play if it was Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> um, well, you know, I could try and vote him off for being a challenge threat, but I don't know how that would go. <laughs> I'd be a bit intimidated by his massive hammer. <laughs> His thunder down under. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good name for Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) Thunder down under. Uh, Exciting. Exciting. It's coming back. Rossi, were you saying something about that one? I was going to say, what if he had played two idols at Tribal Council and you were too afraid to vote him out? So. Marlene adds here, I missed you guys last week and was disappointed not to see a recap. Sad face. Uh, any surprises for who the guests may be in the coming weeks? Any hints? Uh, we won't tell you who the guests are because some of them have been lined up for past weeks, including this one, and it didn't work out. But uh, we are, uh, I guess, we have at least two of the next two weeks. Uh, Debbie, I think, is one we can not guarantee, but we were supposed to have her on. And again, it's just kind of... Uh, the uh, <laughs> Kristen, we got some good ones coming. Don't worry, some games. Uh, Dolly Neely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I will say two of the ones we have coming up. We do have at least one winner, maybe two winners lined up for this season. One that should be very soon, and then uh, another guest who hasn't been on in a long time. So some of the ones we have coming up, you haven't heard from in recent weeks. So sorry, Rossi, we're out. Uh, Rossi, do you want to give the first listener question you have there? 
Okay, so from Katie Silas, she says, we see on the preview for next episode, Chrissy and Cole wrestle for what definitely could be the idol. Chrissy probably found the clue with the nails, but Cole could have found it as well. But what would be amazing is that Chrissy will hide the fake hidden immunity idol and let Cole get it. Chrissy planting the fake idol for Cole to find, that would be a legendary survivor moment. That wasn't a question, but more than a comment. (laughs) (laughs) Who who asked that? Because that's not a question. Katie Silas. Katie Um, Silas. That's not a question. Yeah, but but there is a mention there of the fake immunity idol. So, Kristen, do you agree with Katie Silas? (laughs) That actually would be amusing. I don't think that she could pull it off, but I would enjoy seeing Cole find a fake idol. Um, again, we're going to kind of rapid fire some of these, so we'll get everybody's. Maybe if she had, um, that thing that like the, one of the notes from like, this is a one-time advantage or something that said that she has the paper. Maybe she could give him the paper with the idol or something to fake that. Like he does actually have the idol, but it only counts for the tribal council or something. Uh, Noah, I don't know. Are you able to stick around for the whole thing? Uh, or do you have to go now? Uh, Let's just keep going along with it. <laughs> Thank you for typing. Um, <laughs> let's get through Granny Survivor first, because this is one we've played every single week, and we'll just get quick opinions from every... Uh, Dears, please... This is all in caps. That's why I'm yelling it. Dears, please read this one. I made a mistake on my other message after I hit send. Sorry, Granny Survivor. We're going to read it verbatim for you. <laughs> uh, and now, not caps. Hello, dears. I'm glad you are back this week. Survivor was horrible without my Oz Network recap last week. What happened, dears? Has the Survivor community abandoned our beloved Ben Waterworth for recaps? Hoping the next week we'll see some faces turn up. But I'm glad to see Colin and Anthony are back. Anthony, (laughs) okay, Rossi. Are you glad that Granny Survivor is glad to see you back? Sure. I have no idea who this lady is, but whatever. (laughs) She's being very nice to you, and you're like, whatever. Um, she could do bad, this. Anthony. She's not. She's not an OG <laughs> Oz listener, so she doesn't know who I am. Uh, I really am loving the season, and my favorite Lauren, Joe, and Ben continue to deliver. Look at that, Joe. Um, oh, Lauren is one to watch for, dears. I think she I goes. I think she goes deep. She gets a confession every episode, no matter how small. That is true. Uh, I'm back with another game, Survivor CBS Bios. Did they say it is fake? Uh, this week's player is Surreal on Game Chambers. So, Kristen, I know you haven't listened to this, but the game Granny Survivor plays here is that these are statements, and you have to guess whether this is true or false that Suri said this on our Game Changers bio. So we're going to quickly get opinions. Did Suri say, I've matured mentally? Kristen. Sure. Rossi? No. And Noah. Nah. It's true. So Kristen wins. Oh, Kristen, you're so good at games. I'm so good at games. <laughs> you're my It's the favorite. first game you have ever played, and you're winning. Uh, number two, I hope oh, to there's make more a... than one? Well, there's five, yeah. Um, I hope to make a fake <laughs> idol. Did Cerise say that on Game Changers, uh, her player bio? Sure. Nah. Sure. I'm just going to go with Kristen. She seems to be winning. All right. Well, Noah wins a point now. So. <laughs> Rossi's no Kristen. Um, number three, that I hope to outwit Queen Sandra. Did Sari say that? Yeah. No. I'm going to go with Noah because he said no. Oh, Rossi gets a point and Noah is in the lead. 
Uh, she did not say that. Um, number four, I'm going to play a quiet game and then stab you in the back. Sure. <laughs> uh, sure. Three for three. Uh, no, you're all wrong. Uh, she did <laughs> not say that. And finally, did Sari on Game Chambers uh, say, I'll be less aggressive? Yeah. No. Yes. Uh, so then that's a tie, two for everybody, oh. because she did say that. <laughs> so everybody <What>? wins. <laughs> yes. Rossi, you already got the next question there. Okay. Um, so Leah P sends a comment and a question. Uh, she says, oh, Lauren Rimmer continues to be a queen. I hope she continues to rise from here on out. She is in such a good position. Do you think Lauren has a chance of making top five? Uh, what do you think? We haven't even talked about Lauren, so this is a good question to ask. Uh, Kristen, what do you think? Um, I think she could go pretty far because I don't think she's going to be a much of a threat to whoever ends up being like the core of the alliance i don't i don't know i just don't see her being somebody who um everybody wants to get out unless she starts like trying to go against people like she was this week but whatevs rossi i think she's in a good spot like i do think a lot of people would want to work with her Maybe for the fact they think she's an easy person to vote out if they ever get a chance or an easy person to take to the end or something like that. So I think she does have final five finale upside, I'll say. Um, even though the finale is probably with like 10 people or whatever. But um, I do think that she could make it far. It just depends how she plays it because she was kind of against what happened this week, even though she voted with them. And Noah? Uh, I love Lauren. She's my favorite of the season. I'm so glad she made the merge. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely can make top five. She's in a good spot now, but I don't think she's going to be the winner. Although I'd love it. Yeah, I'm surprised she's gotten this far. I'm glad she's gotten this far because I think she's a great character. But I don't think we've seen yeah. enough game from her to justify her winning this thing. But top five is a possibility. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to do two back-to-back here because the first one's just a throwaway question. Uh, and I'm just curious to see the answer to it. This is a question for Rossi. Rossi, you have your own individual question here. Oh, gosh. Anthony, uh, woo. <laughs> Craig Lowe asks, is that Anthony Rossi's photo on the Oz Network Facebook page or Justin Bieber? You honestly look like Justin Bieber in that photo. <laughs> he asked that as a question. You honestly look like Justin Bieber in that photo? So there's your question. Do you honestly look like Justin Bieber in that photo? Um, honestly, Rossi. Honestly, <laughs> oh. You know, I was going to lie, but now you caught me. Um, I'll say maybe on a good day. Kristen, do you want to weigh in on this? The resemblance, the uncanny resemblance between Rossi and Justin Bieber? (laughs) No, I'm good. (laughs) Noah? To be honest, I'm not even 100% sure what Rossi looks like. I've only ever ever really talked to him. Right now, you're looking at Rossi's Skype profile pic, and he currently looks like Ashley in a bikini. So... <laughs> Not very. I don't look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> Got a fine body there, Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say Justin Bieber's a shame to Canada. Rossi, you're welcome here anytime. <laughs> um, here, I'll go with this one next because maybe Noah can contribute something. 
Uh, Hilda O'Connor says, watching the Outback Reward this week, I had to ask, Ben, what is this place like in your home country? I really need to visit this place one time, especially after watching Australian Survivor this year for the first time. My Australian craze is gaining. Noah, do you want to tell us about what Outback Steakhouse is like in Australia? (laughs) Uh, We don't have Outback Steakhouse. What do you mean, what is it like in our country? This is like... What what is in it? There's nothing Australian about this thing. Thundered out under, and yeah, we have steaks, but every country eats steaks. Like, Outback Steakhouse, no one in Australia has heard of unless they've been to America. Um, so dumb. Uh, I, I mean, I don't blame you for thinking that it's called Outback Steakhouse, but no. I mean, what what is even Australian about it other than the cute Australian girl that was bringing them two steaks? Well, uh, I will give a bonus answer to this one because Ben did answer this question for you. Um, I just have to find his answer here. Uh, you, you guys are American. You have Outback Steakhouse. What's Outback Steakhouse like? I've Kristen, never been there. You've never been there. Rossi. Uh, it seems like any other restaurant. They just slap on a country's country and that's it. Like, Does they even okay. serve kangaroos? <laughs> well, <laughs> Let's get Ben's nope. answer. Ben, answer this question because he did read it in time. Uh, Hilda, yes, it's like that with Australian staff at restaurants. Yes, we have steak and no to pretty much anything else Outback Steakhouse. No Aussies. Ben's no. saying that Australian, Australia does have Australian staff. <laughs> He's like, we have restaurants with staff and we have steak. <laughs> He says, continues, no, Aussies know what a bloomin' onion or a lava cake is. Nobody ever says the thunder from down under unless you work for a male strip club. And if you get caught drinking Fosters in Australia, you are shamed out of the country and sent to New Zealand. Uh, So there's your answer, Hilda. Uh, Rossi, you got the next one? Yes. So this is from Twitter, L.A. Dundercover22. (laughs) I think it's L.A. Deer, lad. Not L.A. Dundercover. <laughs> Let's call him L.A. Dundercover from now on. L.A. Dundercover. You said his questions that every week. That sounds like a, a, a Kevin James or an Adam Sandler film. L.A. Dundercover. The, the L.A. Dundercover from Down Under. Uh, what did you Sorry, ask us Adam this Sandler. Oh, God. All right, Miss Reed, whatever. Um... So he asked where, he or she, I don't even know, asked where did the new cast voted off so far fit in the updated rankings cast? And well, I don't want to answer that because we don't have 36 hours. <laughs> <laughs> he also asked, also, why is Ryan, a.k.a. Cochran 3.0, such a snake? Um, any opinions? Hey, you, you had opinions on Ryan. Kristen, why don't you tell us, why is he such a snake? I don't know. He's a weasel, not a snake. Somebody That's asked what I was thinking. this question. It's weasel, not snake. So, sorry, L.A. Dundercover. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> he also asked, is Chrissy turning into Missy, but without a bailer? I don't get that at all. Chrissy no. has, <laughs> Like, she has real game going on, and Missy had nothing. Uh, and Baylor didn't exactly help her, so no. Uh, Kristen, an opinion on that? You like Chrissy, so did you like Missy? Um, I don't really remember that season. I'm being super helpful right now. <laughs> it's because you didn't finish it. You're you're validating. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, 
Um, last part of the LA Dundercover question. Yes, how many questions can one fit into 280 characters? Depends on how long the questions are. Now, I'm guessing, because he wrote how many Q, capital Q, lowercase s, can fit into 280 characters. I'm going to get technical and say both the Q and the S. If, well, uh, but if the Q and the uh, S included 140. Yeah. Um, uh, so tell us if we're right, L.A. Dundercover. Um, <laughs> we need Christy for the math. math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's ask our, what, what is she called? An ar- ar- arborist? What is it? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> What did she do with trees? <laughs> I was trying to remember all day. I'm like, what did they used to call her before the season started? Well, she's a hero, Colin. That's who <laughs> she's she is. She's a heroic arborist, okay? She's not an arborist. <laughs> but nobody else knows who she is, so let's just call Isn't her an, an arborist. Actuary? Actuary, that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so... This one's another game. Let's see if Kristen can win no. this one. No, you might like no. you might like this game, Kristen. I'll give you first answer for all of these. Uh, this question we've had almost every week, and Ben loves her name. Uh, I don't know. He's very fascinated with her name. But Sasha Pewterschmidt asks, "Kiss, slap, hug, or run away from the following players." So those are options: kiss, slap, hug, or okay. run away. We'll start with Cole, Kristen. Kiss. Our Rossi. Slap the shit out of him. <laughs> Noah? I'm running away with my plate of food before it gets eaten. <laughs> you stole my line. I'm doing the same thing. <laughs> um, Ryan, Kristen. Run away. Rossi? Um, yeah, run away. Noah? I would hug him, but I'm scared to break his bones. That guy's skinny as skinny AO. Yeah, I'll, I'll say hug. Just Ryan needs a hug. He's he's a we- he's a lovable weasel. Um, Shambo, Kristen. Uh, hug. Rossi. Slap, slap, slap. Noah. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I would hug Shambo and kiss her mullet. Um, Bob, <laughs> Kristen. Bob who? Bob Crowley. Let's just say Bob Crowley. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> so is that a kiss slap hug or run away I don't like this game okay no answer Rossi I, um, I'll give him a walking stick <laughs> Noah oh uncle Bob did you, did you answer that? What? I said I'll hug him. Oh, you'll hug him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to slap him uh, just because, Bob, we've contacted you to do these recaps and you're not answering us. So thanks for nothing. Uh, he's definitely not. He's doing running that now. away from you, Colin. He played this game already. Yeah. <laughs> Corinne, Kristen. Hug. Really? Uh, Rossi. I'll give her a hug too. Noah. I would kiss her. Uh, she's very attractive, but I'd be a bit scared of her. I, think. I, I was going to say I'd kind of fear her. I'd probably run away. Uh, <laughs> Vesepia. 
She was on season How four. How long is this game? <laughs> There's a few more names. Answer quicker. Uh, Don't get stuck on. <laughs> if, if we didn't spend five minutes on, oh, he's cute. And then We're doing them all in alphabetical six. order. Every single player. Vesepia. <laughs> Everybody answer at once. Let's do it that way. Vesepia. Hug. Hug. Um, hug and then run away. <laughs> Denise Stapley. Um, pick up. I was gonna say it's got to be kiss. I mean, look what she does for a living, right? Yeah. <laughs> Give us pointers if we kiss. <laughs> uh, we have Debbie here, so I don't know. That's not Deb Eaton. What is that? Uh, like Tokatines, oh. Debbie? Well, Debbie. What about the game changer, Debbie. Game. Oh, game changers. Yeah, that's probably who it is. Okay, so game changers, Debbie. Don't think Everybody I'm answer once. She's a model. <laughs> Uh, anybody else? Throw her in the ocean. Uh, I'd run away because I think when she snaps, she's probably going to kill somebody. Uh, Wanda Shirk. Oh, run away. You have to let's, hit her with the oar. Let's just say hug, okay? Kristen's not playing anymore. Willard, Kristen, you have to answer this one just on your own, Willard. Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> Rupert, anybody? Hug, you got to give Rupert a big bear hug. <laughs> Sandra. This is uh, such right a away. long She's game. Kiss, kiss Sandra. <laughs> Two more. Kathy. Kathy? Which one? Which one? I, pick any of them. Um, Make out with kiss. all of them at the same time. <laughs> a Kathy ca- threesome. And then Lauren. Oh, giving her a big hug. Yes. All right. That game's done. <laughs> Next time we'll, we won't do this with five. That was people. a marathon. Yeah, uh, Rossi, you have the final question here. Final word, and this is <laughs> this is an important one. So, uh, Kristen, we had a question for you, believe it or not. So go go for it, Rossi. All right, this question comes from the Thunder Down Under Ben Waterworth himself. <laughs> um, he said, "What's the fucking deal with Kristen never being on an episode?" With the amazing Ben. She should be back more and bring back her, the glory days of Big Brother Oz. Yes, let's stop there. Hold on. Her. Let's stop there because the second part is my question. <laughs> Kristen. Um, I think that this podcast proved why I'm not on more. Uh, so it has Good nothing answer. to do with Ben is what you're saying? He doesn't have to no. be embarrassed? Okay. Continue, Rossi. Um, he also credits you for hosting. I don't get why. And then oh, he says, you, you, "You can at least read the nice comment." <laughs> <laughs> you can't yada yada. P.S. Uh, good job hosting, Colin. Thank you. Appreciate it. And then look forward to Willie Lashawn, Wonder Whoopi, and something else making a return. Dongs making. I'm a not return. saying it on air. Dongs. Who do you and think has the bigger uh, Whoopi Wonder Whoopi? John Travolta or Nicolas Cage? So who has the bigger dong, John Travolta or Nicolas Cage? This one everybody has to answer. Kristen. I don't even know who they are. You don't know who John Travolta and Nicolas Cage are? (laughs) Okay, Noah, who has a bigger dong? Uh, Nicolas Cage. Rossi. I wasn't saying Rossi has a bigger dong. I was asking who has a bigger (laughs) dong. Is that that your final answer? (laughs) Travolta or Cage, Rossi? 
No, it's Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, Hemsworth, okay. Uh, I'm going to answer Travolta just because Travolta never gets any love in the dong department. So I'll give Travolta some dong love. Um, you would have like to listen to... a new to... meaning to Faisal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is all of our listener questions, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> so thank you for everybody who sent us listener questions. We probably got more individual listener questions this week than we do with uh, actual Survivor contestants. So uh, maybe we'll all be back next week, uh, or maybe not. Uh, that wraps it up. We've rated two episodes gone as long as we can we're all exhausted uh my wife is legitimately sleeping right now in the other room so everybody thank you for being here noah it's been a while but thank you for bringing your thunder down under yeah it's been a lot of fun i'll probably show up on one of these in about three years time again um but you know it's a decent season not amazing not bad so i'm looking forward to the rest of it and Kristen, (laughs) uh thank you for enlightening us casual fans Thanks for having me. And Rossi, the first guest host to receive his own individual question. Uh, thank you for not being anything like Justin Bieber. Yeah, no, it was good to be here. And one more thing before we close. Fuck Joe. <laughs> uh, okay, and uh, in the words of Ben Waterworth, good job hosting, Colin. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.